Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Canadian Disney Podcast. My name is Ryan Miller, and joining me this week, we have my wife, Lauren. Hi. We're from Hamilton, Ontario, and we're talking about dynamic pricing this week. What does that even mean? <laughs> it sounds fun and cool, <laughs> but in reality, it's it's not so much. Uh, uh, it, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like it's kind of interesting, I guess. I think it's like important to know about. I think you see it more and more, um, and yeah, in a lot of master. I was gonna say in a lot of places <laughs> that you don't. Love I was to gonna see say it. it's like that's can be an extreme. Yeah, and you see a lot of. Oh, we should say what it is. Yeah, so dynamic pricing um, is the practice of changing the price of something based on either demand or perceived demand. Yeah. Um, and, and it basically allows uh, a company to increase or decrease the price at any point in time for... Yeah, and I think with Disney, the idea behind it, uh, it's sort of the same of like a value season... Yeah, so I mean, Disney has always had something like this. Um, It used to be a little bit more rigid, I would say, 10 years ago. um, The the seasons were kind of set in stone. It was like value season we knew was, you know, this month and this month. um, And that was going to be your least expensive resort stay. Um, And the, the resort cost per night was going to be the same kind of throughout that time. Whereas then they, they went, went to a point where, um, pricing would, uh, increase for, for weekend nights specifically. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they got to a point where there weren't seasons like specific seasons as to when it's value, when it's high priced. Um, and there's like, I don't know, a dozen different times of year that... I think the difference... Yeah, one of the key differences, I, what I believe to be the difference with dynamic is that it's a little bit more in the moment. So the yeah. pricing, um, it allows them to change the pricing, uh, it like how it's currently trending. Right. So I think... Um, Maybe should we start? I think starting with the cruise might be the kind of simplest. Sure, way of I doing mean the that. cruise is probably the most extreme version of dynamic pricing. I think so. And okay, so I remember, or I I think that a lot of people sort of think like, if it if it doesn't sell out, it's going to be cheaper. Like you might get deals. Yeah. Um, which is true to a certain extent. Like so often, um. There are like, I think I would say that Canadians can kind of count on there being a certain amount of rooms on an Alaskan cruise at 30, like up to 30% off or certain cruises will have like a Canadian 30% off, uh, new bookings only. Right. And they tend to be within a a couple months or a few months of sailing. So I would say that's a little bit more like last minute for a cruise and you probably have to pay probably in full pretty much. Uh, I would say yeah. So the I, way that the cruise pricing generally works though is yeah. that uh in theory 
the cheapest time for you to book uh, a, a stateroom on a cruise is as soon as the cruise gets um, launched or, or yeah, as or, soon um, as it's open, booking as, is open. As soon as bookings are opened, um, the theory is that that will be your least expensive time because um, it has the biggest availability. You can start booking kind of right away. But as rooms get booked, the price increases. Yeah, I think especially as if it turns out that it's booking up quite quickly. Yeah. And I don't know that it's like a massive difference. Like it might be if... I think I was trying to keep an eye on it for our cruise because we booked, um, uh, we booked whatever day DVC could book when yeah. our cruise came out. And so it was almost, I want to say it was like a year and a half in advance. At least, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is kind of crazy. It feels like it was never going to come. But I want to <laughs> say that for the two of us, it might have been the difference of about $200. Okay. By the time, by the time, it can be difficult to tell if like what's comparable, right? Like, right. Cause there's so many different room categories, but I would say, um, the earlier, you know, that you want to go on a cruise, the better to book. Yes. Um, because like you said, you're going to have that, um, you're going to have the lowest price and they, they don't suddenly like put them on, they don't really put them on sale. Not until you're not going to have a. It's like what you said. So basically, the dynamic pricing, it starts low and then it grows. Uh, the price increases um, as as more rooms get booked, and then at a certain point, when I'm assuming from Disney's like back end, yeah. where they can kind of see uh, when bookings have kind of dropped off. If there are still spaces available, maybe they will offer some sort of offer for um, yeah, to th- incentivize people to book. Those, those... But they don't come until later. No, and I think they're pretty like kind of standard. I think if you look back at the history of when when have Canadians been able to get like what are the typical times of year that that thirty percent off? Like right. it's probably. You're going to have slim pickings. It, it will be like one or two cruises per season yeah. kind of thing. Or, um, So I think, yeah, wait for that. If you're not picky about necessarily when you're going, having a lot of lead up planning time. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, like, I think a lot of times that I think the inside staterooms, um, because they're the cheapest, tend to book up actually quickly. Yeah. So the and room... then the concierge, because there's not many of them. <laughs> yeah, but the room types um, sort of dwindle towards the end, so you may not have as much flexibility yeah. in choosing what deck you want to stay on yes. or where on the ship, you know, after yeah. or, or or forward, and um, you just you, that's that's kind of what you get for a 30% off. Mm -hmm. What I don't know, um, what would be interesting, uh, to kind of cost out is, uh, 30% off of what price. Right. And I also, I should say, I don't think I've seen as many like four night cruises on sale. No. Or for the, for the, I think those book up. I do too. And I, I think it tends to be, yeah, it tends to be the seven night. Um, usually there's some on the, for the Alaskan cruises, but it's pricey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've talked about this in the past, but uh, honestly, 
uh, I understand why the four night cruises and uh, three and four night cruises book up the quickest is because if you want to experience a Disney cruise, that is the most cost effective way to do it. And it's usually, you know, somewhere Caribbean cruise. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do they, like we did, you pair it with a Disney trip. Yeah. If you're, if you're going from, from there, right. Like from Port Canaveral. So but honestly too, even if it, um, even if we weren't pairing it with a Disney trip, it is cheaper for us to fly to Orlando mm-hmm. than it is to fly to uh, what is it Vancouver where they where yeah. they launched this the Alaskan cruise yeah so <laughs> yeah it's true that it's more cost effective that way even if you're not pairing it but with if a you Disney already trip. live in Vancouver oh man if I if we lived in Vancouver we already would have done an Alaskan cruise yep. <laughs> I mean, it's not cheap to live in Vancouver, so... Yeah, so we uh, probably would have done two because we could afford to live there. <laughs> I still don't know why your sister hasn't got on to all I know. It's right there. <laughs> um, but with with dynamic pricing, you know, the 30% off, I'm assuming, is going to be sort of on a higher price than... Right. Than like the... It's not like you're getting the initial price uh, when they first became available and you're getting 30% off of that. Um, it's the dynamic pricing has gone up and it's on what it, yeah. And you are getting 30% off of that. Yeah. I, I mean, my, my advice, it's always, um, like for a cruise, I was really happy with what we did for ours. So, you know, you just look ahead and it allows you to sort of plan and save and pay off and, um, because there's there are a lot more costs, or there's more costs than just the cruise, right? Like you've got your, um, you know, your your transportation to the port. You've got yeah. you know arriving or whatever. But if you do want to do a Disney cruise, we wanted to bring it up because it is a good example of dynamic pricing. Yeah, um, I know not everybody can plan that far in advance, yeah. but honestly, it does help, and it gives you a longer period to save up for yeah. for it because think, you do have to pay at certain intervals. I think especially if you have your heart set on um, like a certain ship, a certain um, uh, sailing. For sure. Or like what you want to do, then I think your best idea is to sort of be thinking like a year and a half ahead yeah. and, and book at that time and sign up for their emails. They'll send you to let you know when when you can start booking. Yeah. Um, but dynamic pricing doesn't stop there. Uh, I, I mean, it's never, I would say Disney's dynamic pricing is never quite as drastic as like Ticketmaster, yeah. where Ticketmaster, like your your tickets will go on sale for, let's say, 50 bucks. And because they're selling out really quickly, suddenly they go up to 200 or 300 or 600 dollars. It's crazy. The amount <laughs> they the can cost, just do whatever they want. The cost that, I mean, I don't really do big concerts anymore like no. I used to when I was younger um but the cost of them for sure and I I know that it makes a lot of artists angry and they try to um some of them try to manage it for sure um I did want to talk about resort dynamic yeah. pricing because that is a factor as well too um Disney still follows like there are there are trends it obviously makes sense when the pricing increases or decreases um based on the time of year 
So um, we generally assume that something like uh, the second or third week of January is going to be a little bit less expensive and September um, is going to be less expensive for, for a resort room. Um, but it's honestly, you know, part of dynamic pricing is, is that it can adjust depending on need or yeah, I think or a, capacity. Number, a number of factors. Also remember when we assumed when we were booking our like next trip, we were like, Oh, okay. We want to go like end of, we were hoping to go like end the end, the second half of April, because we were hoping to get in another trip before Rosalie turned three, mm-hmm. which means we wouldn't have to pay for tickets. Yeah. And we thought, okay, great. Because Easter's earlier than that, we'll be able to like avoid that holiday pricing. Yeah. Um, and this was, I guess this would have been with DVC points, which also I would say sort of follows the works. same trend. Yes. But it was, we realized like all of April, the whole month, like it was just, it's just almost up. like, um, it at least for 2024, they, yeah, they figured, um, that people will probably be traveling or the demand is there. So anyway, I, th- I think all that to say, like it can change, fairly drastically in some cases like almost day to day or week to week or midweek to midweek but it can also be incredibly surprising because it it used way back when (laughs) 10 years ago um the pricing would kind of be set for the season and you'd know um you know whether you're booking in early may or late may it's going to be the same price but that's not the case anymore and now it can change week to week. Um, I'll say with the resort rooms, I don't think it changes that drastically. Like we're talking about the difference between, um, you know, let's say for example, uh, in September, um, all-star movies is $180 a night. Um, and then in April, uh, it it might be a little bit more than that. Um, the only time that you know it's absolutely going to be signif- significantly more expensive is like Christmas to New Year's or like the the nights around Easter because that, you know, has a, a much... There is a way. So I want to go through the way that you can sort of easily look at it like each night, the cost of each night of a right. hotel day to day um so if you and i'll post this so that you can sort of see each screen on the website if you go to the website um you know like you can put in any dates or your desired dates um at the resorts that you're interested in yeah and like scroll down to the room and it will have the 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 cost so i'm just gonna like kind of go through disney's it has it has an average cost that it shows you i'm gonna go through it um, so then you, yeah, I will say like average is what, whatever, but that's for that time of year. I'm talking yeah. about like, if you want to see it over the whole time. So like, let's say I'm going to look at a preferred room. Um, so you'll see the price and then under it says average night. And then under there is like a, a link that you can click called rate details. So then you click on that and it still has like, it will show you some of the days, 
but under that it says view rate calendar and when you click on that you can see the whole month and it tells you the cost so like here from september for of every this year, night yeah so it will show me that like so sunday uh, Sundays are $367, and then it looks like midweek is like $355, but you can go month to month. And then October, midweek, on a Monday, it jumps to $392, um, and then the Sundays are, for the last half, um, are $400. Wow. And for some reason, on Sunday the 8th in October... This room is four hundred and forty-one dollars, uh, but then the week drops down to three seventy. <laughs> uh, so it's just it's kind of interesting, and so you can just like scroll through and at a glance um, look at sort of each month. Uh, so I'm gonna try and see where where the most is. So Sunday, I mean, December thirty-first at this for a preferred room at Coronado Springs. Don't go then. So, I mean, that's a holiday. (laughs) For sure. But, like, then uh, once we get into early January, it's $325 on the Sunday. So, which is significant per night. Yeah. Like, you're talking a per night cost. Yeah. It's just like if if you're open and flexible or you can kind of change it week to week, like, this is a really good way to look at the way that they've structured the pricing. Yeah. Um, it's just like a chart of a calendar to look. So, uh, I recommend you can do that for all on their website for all their resort rooms that are available. Absolutely. If you're looking for a quote unquote value resort, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can look at the, the price calendar. It is really helpful to kind of see because, um, whereas in the past it would be one price kind of for the month. Um, now because it changes week to week, you could, if you have the flexibility to shift your vacation in one direction or another, it um, it can save you a significant I think amount. It, I think there has always been that. Like I've looked at those calendars for years. Right. But I think that there is, it, everything is just cost more, right? So I think yeah. those, um, I think the stakes are a little bit higher for, sure. <laughs> for people. And so I think it's, I think it's it's interesting. I like to sort of see it, um, and it's transparency. It's just not you have to you have to hunt a little bit for it. Yeah, I do appreciate that. You know, for someone who is looking for not a bargain, but um, for for something that is it's just being smart about it. Yeah, you're being smart with your money and and choosing to to go when when is best for for you. Um, the dynamic pricing also. Uh, rolls over into tickets as well. Yeah, this so, is their like date based. Yeah, so rather than um, just having one base price per ticket for the whole year, um, I can't remember a couple of years ago. Yeah, was it like the magic your way? It was basically it, like it's almost become so commonplace. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it has changed like per park and yeah and then when did they when did they go to date based uh was it pre-covid i i don't remember it was not not that long ago i think it's under five years but but. oh for sure um but now you you choose sort of the the number of tickets that you want or the number of days of tickets that you'd like 
and then depending on when your start date is for those tickets, the price for the tickets will change. Yeah, the start your the first day that you're using tickets, that price determines is the price for all of your days. Yes. Yeah. Um because you can use there's a window um you don't have to use all your tickets you know in consecutive days you can do non-consecutive days but there is a window that you have to yeah, use we're making in. the ex- assumption that you're buying more than one day tickets yes you uh, it's the most that's buying a one day ticket especially to magic kingdom is like the most frivolous you can. <laughs> yeah it's like it's very clear they want you to spend more than one day yes if you i mean ultimately if you are just passing through and you're going for one day then sure yeah um but it's certainly not as cost effective as um multiple days multiple days because it's not it, as fun <laughs> that that too <laughs> um but just looking at some some ideas um so let's say you had uh, a seven day or an eight day vacation and you wanted six day tickets. Um, just having a look, the the beginning of May in 2024, those tickets um, for, for adults are um, like $650 per ticket, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, but even two weeks prior, uh, in April, the tickets per ticket would be $715. Yeah. So that's the difference of $65 per yeah. person. That's for six days of tickets, yeah. which will add up. It's quite, food. Quite, it's yeah. some food at the meal. Um, I know, like, when we were going, it, it doesn't make a huge difference day to day, but I know when we were looking for our last trip, um, we arrived early enough that we probably could have gone to a park. Yeah. But I think it was a few days cheaper if we did make our first park day the day after. And so for that reason, plus a couple other things, like mm-hmm. not knowing how Rosalie would, if she would be up for going <laughs> to a park or if we would, um, we opted for that to have that our first day. Yes. So I think these are just like little things that you can have a look at. Um, and see, and I think typically like your dynamic, your higher ticket days are going to correspond with the higher resort pricing yes. days. Like you're not going to have to pay, you're not going to pay, you know, that higher $400 a night, but then get like cheaper tickets. No. It's probably going to be. <laughs> it's it's going to correlate. They go, they, yeah. And you know, the idea also that Disney says like with holidays is they, there's the demand for those tickets, but they're also trying to offset it, like making it less appealing to some people, that right. price, and then like trying to get more people to go in the cheaper. So there's a few ways that, times. yeah, there's a, f- it, there's a few ways that they do that, right? Like free dining was one of the ways that they used to try to shift. Yeah. Uh, what was that? What's that? Free dining. <laughs> <laughs> I, they just released like a free dining card. A, a dine card. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um with with the dynamic pricing yeah it does kind of follow the room trends and all of disney's dynamic pricing if you're in the same spot it's going to correlate yeah like the highest price that you could possibly pay for resorts tickets 
uh, and and what else? And cruises. Uh, and cruises is going to be Christmas. Yeah. Like imagine between Christmas they, and New Year's. Imagine if food became dynamic pricing. Oh, oh I know. Then we, uh, <laughs> never mind. Forget I said it. Edit that out. I don't want anyone getting ideas. <laughs> It'd be like, I know that this cupcake in, in January was $4 yeah. and now it's $8 <laughs> just because it's Easter. Oh. Yeah. No, instead they just have an Easter special cupcake that costs more. That's true. But yeah, they, they get around it in other ways. Um, the tickets obviously too, it's not dynamic pricing, um, but, uh, but the more tickets the more days of tickets that you buy, the less um, it is per day. Yeah. So they do incentivize you to buy more days of tickets. Um, I think the difference between like seven day and nine day tickets is like $20. Yeah. I remember there have been times where we've thought like, well, even if we just spent a couple hours in the park on that last day, it'd be worth it. We're only paying $25 or $20 each yeah. more to go. Is that worth it? Probably, probably. In some cases, for sure. And you can do that while you're there. Yeah. Like if, as long as you haven't used your last day of tickets, you can go to guest services and add another day, or you can add the park hopper on, or you know, make some changes. Yeah. Uh, I think it's you know more about adding than taking away. Yes. <laughs> That's that might be a little different, but. Um, yeah, it they definitely that is definitely an incentive to add a little bit more onto your onto your stay. For sure. Is there other examples of dynamic pricing? Yeah. Uh that's the newest one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This so one. Genie Plus um yes. in the parks, uh, which is the you know, the the tool to paid allow fast you fast pass. Yeah. <laughs> essentially it's paid paid fast passes. Um just recently went to dynamic and park pricing. It was always dynamic pricing in that it would adjust. Um, it wasn't though. Oh, Remember no, the so first, like for Genie a very Plus, short amount of time. Genie Plus itself was not dynamic pricing, but the individual lightning lanes were. Right. So if you wanted to ride, uh, was it Tron yeah. or Guardians? Or Rise. Or Rise of the Resistance or... Um, Flight of Passage, which were all like the individual lightning lane uh, ones, um, you the price would change depending on the day. Like it would, and and it could be, you know, drastic, but um, but significant from from one day to the next. Uh, but Genie Plus itself, which gave you access to to book fast passes or lightning lanes for all the other. Um, attractions that um that would accept it stayed the same price every day for a while yeah for a little while yeah and now we're at the point where but then it went dynamic day to day yes right before it went dynamic to, before they changed it per park i think yes. so yeah. yeah it did um so then it would change depending on the day which could be the day of the week like you would expect that Genie Plus pricing would be higher on a Saturday. Well, remember, because I would see people say like, oh, it's gone up to this, like, because we didn't really know where that ceiling was at. There is no ceiling. So I remember it being like, (laughs) this is the most we've ever seen it. Yeah. And then it would drop, like, I'm pretty sure it got up to around like $30 or something. But I think um, what 
what they've done now is kind of separated out further where the price also changes depending on which park you want to use it at. Yeah, you know what? And this kind of stuff in some ways makes me glad to not be a travel agent (laughs) anymore, (laughs) like trying to. You can't like forecast the costs of that. Yeah, right. Just it like doesn't having it's so like it doesn't tell you ahead of time. This is one of the things that Disney is not super transparent about when it comes to pricing because you can't look ahead to your trip in six yeah. months and know what the Genie Plus well, pricing and is. And I think be. what was nice for people was like I remember like helping people plan and and for us too, like with the three fast passes when it came your day, like. Yes, there was the stress of like getting Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or a Flight of Passage. But at least when you got to the park or you could say to your clients like, you've got this. These are booked. This is part of your plan. And now um, that was sort of one thing that could be off of your plate. (laughs) But now this is something else. So, I mean, we've gone over it before. There are are pros and cons. Um, It's just like, it's it's a lot to have to like take in, especially if this is your first trip. Yeah. But um, I think like value wise, this might be better by going from park to park because there was always the, the ideas of like, well, obviously it, 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 you have way more options. It's more worth your money at Magic Kingdom. Yes. But that's why it's more expensive. Yes. At Magic Kingdom. So, so I mean like, in so on the flip side though, I meant like, you know, so if it's less at Animal Kingdom. For sure. And and just as an example, let's say uh, the cost to use Genie Plus at Magic Kingdom is $25 per person. Um, Hollywood Studios might be $22 that day, might be $21 that day. Epcot might be $18 or $19 that day. And Animal Kingdom might be like $15 or $16, depending I a, on... I have a question for sure. you. Do you think that there is enough variation in that pricing day to day that you would be like, I wasn't going to get it. Or like tomorrow, if it's under $20, we'll get it. But if it's over, (laughs) we're not. Do you know what I mean? Do you think that that would sway you? I feel like, uh, because we've used Genie Plus in the past. Yeah. um, I feel like I will have made my decision before the morning. Yeah, unless I think it was astronomical i think i think it would only be like i'd say i'm not paying that much that's true but i don't know that there would be a bottom end to be like oh it's like it's cheaper than i expected so i'm gonna get it right i but i think like if i have my heart set on it or my mind that that's how our day is gonna go so i feel like that the pricing i feel like it doesn't change my mind about where where I would use it, which is yeah, I, agree. I would not buy and we've talked about this in the past. I would not buy Genie Plus for Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I don't think so. Even fifteen, sixteen dollars for the day, like you're not getting flight of passage. So what does that get you? Yeah. Um it gets you Navi River Journey, it gets you that- the Safari. It can it can don't get me wrong, it, if you have it Great. I think you might yeah, as again, well use it. If you have the budget, if that's like no big deal for you, then and if you're only going great. to Animal Kingdom for one day and you are worried that the safari line is going to be really long yeah. and 
uh, and like, you really want to go there or Everest or, or something like that is, is going to have a long line, then, then for sure, I just personally don't see the value in it. Well, but, also, I, th- I think that is the difference of like, um, would I recommend it to somebody that this is their only trip? Probably. Yeah. I'd probably say like, um, budget, budget the money to use it once at each park. For sure. Yeah. But anyway, that depends on how the, many days. Depends yeah, on how like how many times you're going the, to to the, Animal um, Kingdom. What I do think is it, it makes it easier to kind of go. Okay, uh, I'm I'm gonna use it at Magic Kingdom on this day. Right. Because yeah. I'm because I know that I I, I want to get my. Do we know? I can't remember. I haven't looked at it. Do you know when you're planning how much Genie Plus is costing you that day, like ahead of time? Like, because you can you buy it ahead of time now? You can't, right? I don't think you can. Like, you used to be able to add it. It's on. only on the day, yeah. that you can that you can buy it. Um, and the pricing they will sell out because they they do. I don't I, think they, they. I don't think okay, they actually they can do. They could. Sell out, they yeah. could sell out. Um, and and there is a I will say so there's a price for each individual um, park, but if you happen to have a park hopper and you want to use it at multiple parks, there is a multiple park option as well, which is usually just equal to the highest amount. So uh, if Magic Kingdom is twenty five dollars, the multiple parks is also twenty five dollars. Right. If you wanted to use it at. Yeah. You know, you were going to park hop from Epcot to Hollywood Studios, still $25. Doesn't matter that Epcot might be $18 that day. Right. Um, yeah. The the pricing, I think, is all over the map because in some instances, I've, I've seen um, people who are at the parks talk about how, yes, it has it has been quite high on on certain times and you can guess when those times are it's going to be around holidays and and that kind of stuff um and then there are other days where it is i'll say less expensive um to a point where it may be um more attractive to to use but you also probably don't need it that's the that's the funny thing about genie plus is if the price is low it usually means that there aren't that many people at the park. Yeah. Just look at those wait times. I think it, I think it just depends on individuals and like, it might depend on a 20 minute wait might not be long for like adults like you and I, but if you have younger kids that have a harder time with weights like that, then it might be for sure. Um, but yeah, the dynamic pricing on genie plus, like, I don't know if there's a way around it. No, <laughs> like, it's like... I, it's just one of those things that when you go on your trip, it's just important to kind of know about yeah. ahead of time. And, or and just like, that's why you can't find a specific price, maybe. Like, it's right. sort of, it is it is that dynamic. It's going to... Do they even call it... Do they? No one calls it dynamic pricing themselves, though, not right? They're not Disney. like, we're introducing dynamic pricing. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. everybody. You get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's because it's not super fun. <laughs> it's 
it is a revenue generator and it is a way to also um, sort of increase or decrease the incentive to to use it. Um, Yeah. And it's a way to be like, we can charge a little bit more here and yeah. a little less here. Like I, there's, I there's a reason why it sort of, it fluctuates and I'm sure there are just algorithms uh, that determine what the pricing will be for, for the day, depending on the number yeah. of people who have park reservations, which will be really interesting because in the not so distant future, park reservations are going away yeah. for the average person. Yeah. Um, so Disney won't necessarily have those same metrics. Um, so what would be interesting is they would have to kind of forecast mm-hmm. how many people are going to be in the park. Do we increase the the cost of it and um, and kind of go based on that? I mean, they have a ton of data. Yeah, they know how many people are there and 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 can figure things out. Um, I don't think they'll ever get to a point where it changes dynamically during the day itself. But I, I mean, I it's, it's all, it's all, you know, no, everything is possible. I, you hope not. And you think that's, that's why it sells out or why they might choose to, I don't, yeah, I don't know. That might just be too much. People would want refunds or yeah. like they demand the, the price. I mean, say, this I still, we, we talked about it when we talked about Genie Plus to start, um, it it always still says that you can expect to get lightning lanes for two to three attractions. I do think that's really low balling. That's really covering their butts. For sure. Yeah. Because that way, if somebody complains that they didn't yeah. get everything that they wanted, they can refer back to the fine print. I which think says, most, I do think that most people can expect to get three. At, at least depending yeah. on the park that you're at. Yeah. Um, or, but you know, some of it is that once you've made your second selection, your third selection, they just there's might not, not be a, what you want. There's not an attraction that you're like, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm going to use it for it's tough to be a bug or, yeah. <laughs> or, uh, or dinosaur, mm-hmm. you know, we would use it for dinosaur, but not everybody would. We didn't need to last time. We remember? didn't need to. We just walked right on. I know they're going to get rid of it. And I'm, I think I'm one of the few around here who love it. Ryan from London does not understand my love of <laughs> dinosaur. dinosaur, but I love it. I, I mean, as an attraction, it's, it's really fun, I think but they did stop like taking care of it at a certain point. <laughs> yes. But th- I think that they also, uh, we've talked about this. They did the same, they've done the same thing with Peter Pan. Peter Pan, <laughs> I've said this very recently, Peter Pan is in desperate need of a refurbishment. A refurbishment. It needs to, it needs to be updated. <sighs> it needs a good coat of paint, at least. <laughs> like, I don't know, some fiber optics or something, like even, even <laughs> old school, like even some of the, the old type of magic illusions mm-hmm. <laughs> that they've used in would could be a step up. Well, with how like really, really cool the queue is for that attraction, yeah. how did that not spill over into the attraction itself? I think it I, like I get there's like, oh, we don't want to change a classic, but we change classics all the time. Just update it. Just I think it's I think it must have more to do with like 
the lineup. It's just holding <laughs> a lot of people during the time. For sure. Maybe, I don't know. It's got to happen at some point, right? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But any other dynamic pricing? I don't think any that's that's worth, Not worth talking yeah. about. Those are the main ones. It, 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 ultimately, it boils down to it makes sense. You understand why yeah. the price increases and decreases for, for certain times, times of year, um, because of the number of people. There are a few that don't make sense on the surface. Yeah. Um, so uh, around like the cheerleading competitions or Pop Warner, your, your, your pricing that, Jersey? for What's that, Jersey, Jersey Week, week? Um, your pricing might increase. And uh, as a Canadian, you're like, why yeah. is this week in uh, November like booked higher up or, yeah. booked up a higher pricing than the second week of November, like the the first week versus the second week, uh, or uh, I think December is the same. They've got something, mm -hmm. or there's a marathon on the weekend, and that can yeah. can kind of throw a wrench into things. Yeah, those are the things I always check, like when I'm thinking about going. Um, I mean, now we just kind of know the timing, but like double check marathon date, like check out, uh, run Disney's website or yeah. just Google, um, the marathon days and weeks. Cause if you, if you can, I would avoid it if you're not going to be running in it. Um, and holidays. Yes. And like, there will be a few days. I mean, some people there, there are those times you just don't have the flexibility to look at these things and take them into consideration. But if you, if you can, like, I know we've definitely benefited by shifting, um, like by three days or yes. just, uh, from one end, like one month to the next. It can save you a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and that can help out, you know, it's yeah. the difference between having snacks or, yeah, or having just, genie plus for a day better crowd levels even yeah um but i think yeah um yeah it, it really depends on your flexibility whether you can kind of take advantage of dynamic pricing um i know that not everybody can get away outside of like March break and, yeah. and, and the summer, uh, you're kind of, you're kind of stuck that way. Um, I will say, I think, uh, we always assume that like the summer is the most expensive time and July is an expensive time. August is usually not. No, it tends I mean, to it's, drop because it's quite hot. It's not as comfortable. And, uh, a lot of us schools go back. Yes. Like pretty early in, in August. August. Yeah. So we've gone second half of august for sure and i will say uh you know this is just a general reminder again u.s holidays versus canadian holidays they generally tend to like line up they have um, more than we do though but but things like thanksgiving uh Pres american thanksgiving President's day someone's uh, birthday washington's <laughs> birthday uh they've got a whole bunch yeah there's i just mean there's more they're just it's it's oh, good to also kind of there was some, figure things out. When I went in October, it was <laughs> it was our Thanksgiving. I went by myself yes. and I had my lone Thanksgiving dinner at in the Japanese pavilion. <laughs> uh and it was delicious. But um it was I don't know. What's the one that people contest? 
Indigenous Peoples Day, but is oh, like Columbus that's what, Day. Columbus Day. I was like, that this is what it should be called. What was it? <laughs> I think it was that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was busy, but I think I think that the the calendar of the rate details for the resort hotels is really handy if you want to compare prices without pricing out a bunch of weeks or holidays. Like yes. if you're thinking like, should I go at this time of year or this time of year? This is an easier way at to sort glance. of, yeah, at a glance to sort of narrow down maybe when you're interested or one time of year over the other. So yeah, that's all I have to say about pricing of that kind of I, stuff. I think that's a good place to leave it. We've talked about all kinds of dynamic pricing. Um, too nerdy, too many numbers. <laughs> I mean, we didn't share that many numbers and numbers <sighs> obviously subject to change yeah, that's at true. any given moment. Um, but yeah, that's, that's our, our take on dynamic pricing and pricing and our ex explanation of, uh, of how it kind of works and how you can not use it to your advantage, but at least be aware of it. Knowledge is power. It honestly is. Um, but yeah, we'd love to hear from you about whether, uh, you take advantage if you're, um, a price hunter that goes specifically looking for, the least expensive time or does it inform your your trip at all or do you care at all yeah <laughs> or, so i want to hear like, from whatever. the people who are just like no i don't care i want to live through those people <laughs> i'm just gonna say you want to be friends with those people yeah if they've got uh lots of fluid oh my cash gosh. yeah right i couldn't afford to keep up <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah head over to our uh, Facebook or Instagram page, look for the Canadian Disney podcast and, uh, and leave a comment on this particular episode, um, about whether you do use dynamic pricing to your advantage or, um, or if it factors in to your decision-making at all. Um, we, we like to talk about the things that we think are relevant to everybody. So if everyone is like, I don't, I could care less about dynamic Boring. pricing, then, uh, yeah, we'll leave it alone, but otherwise <laughs> we'll dive into it again. Uh, but yeah, that's it. We want to thank you so much for joining us. And on behalf of myself, Brian and Lauren, we thank you for joining us today and we look forward to you joining us again next time. Bye.